Fantastic. Welcome, everybody. <laughs> happy, happy day. Uh, happy days. It is wild. I, we're, we're laughing a little bit because, because backstage we're talking about how uh, 2020 just keeps rolling on, right? The craziness of 2020. <laughs> oh, so glad to be uh, putting this year to, uh, to bed. Um, welcome, everybody. I'm Ryan Altunian. Uh, with me, as always, today on our Just Two Dads podcast is my I liked what you just what you said, Sean. My partner in Thrive, Sean Francis. Yes, everybody. I am well blessed, hectic, scattered, and deeply appreciative. <laughs> <laughs> yes, well, we're going to get into that in, in a second, but but uh, but before we we do that, we want to welcome our special guests today, and uh, and I mm -hmm. think we're going to have a little bit of uh, a little bit of flexibility in all of this. But first of all, um, one of our one of our, our started out as a guest and she's really become a partner in the work that we're doing here. Uh, Susanna Peace Lavelle. Um, she's a, a, a life coach uh, specializing in families with uh, with special needs issues, but just amazing all around fantastic energy. Welcome, Susanna. How are you? Oh, uh, well, you, <laughs> I, I'm okay. I'm here. I'm here. And um, Sean, I like how you ended all of those ways to describe how you're doing right now with and in gratitude, right? And we're thankful. Yes, so, yes, so yes. Above all else, um, you know, even though there continue continues to be like icing on the cake for 2020, you know, yes. all these little things. My, you know, my mm -hmm. plumbing broke today, um, and my daughter's having a meltdown in the other room. So, but, but, and I am grateful. So, love that. It's, it's so good to be with you all, and it's so good to see you. Fantastic. So, um, and I, I want to I want to talk about our other special guests. I have a little propriety about it. Um, we have spoken <laughs> about her on this show on a pretty regular basis. This is my my lovely daughter, my oldest child, and uh, love of my life, Miss Jordan. She she goes by Joe Quinones now because she's now a married woman. You so do. is my daughter Jordan. Hello, Jordan. Hi. <laughs> Hello. Is, is it mayhem, mayhem for you and Jordan is upstate New York and just to be just to let folks know Sean and Suzanne and I are in Southern California and Joe is on the other side of the country uh in upstate New York how are things there in upstate New York Joe cold, <laughs> cold and cold. snowy cold. <laughs> we still yeah. have snow <laughs> after the three feet storm three feet of snow storm that we had last weekend we are still in it <laughs> yeah. no it's uh, around the world right folks are de dealing with uh dealing with this part of the of the year differently and so today our show is going to be uh focused on a few things um, we're hoping at some point during the show that uh sean son elijah and Susanna's daughter arizona will be joining us um, it may or may not happen, as uh, families <laughs> with special needs children know, right? The one thing that we can all relate to is the fact that the one thing we can count on is that we can't count on certain things. <laughs> That's right. Time time may be marked by certain events, but that doesn't. Uh, that's a man-made con uh, construct, and our children are unique and individual and uh, amazing beings. And sometimes they don't um, they don't uh, adhere to these man-made constructs. So mm -hmm. we're hoping that we get a chance to see them because we've talked about them. And this this show in particular, this episode, uh, really wanna talk about the holiday season and, and family and you know family traditions around the holidays. And as again, we wind down this crazy year of 2020 and we look forward uh, to a new year uh, we want to be able to, you know, kick it off with uh, with loving stories and and uh, and, and experiences and, and talk about our 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 children who are so so important to all of us. Uh, and we all have different. We all come to this from a, you know from different um, different perspectives. Uh, Jordan is my oldest of three children. Um, Sean has Elijah is is one of seven children in Sean's household. And uh, and Susanna and Arizona, their world are com completely tied together in, in, in their home, and it's just the, just two of them. So, uh, you know, it's it's great to see these different family dynamics. So, kick it off this and, and, and welcoming everybody. Thank you all for tuning in and and, and listening to this podcast. And uh, we've got a, you know some exciting things that are happening with the show in general. So we're really excited about where where this is all going. So with that sort of a long long setup. 
We are not known for having for making short comments. So uh, it's one thing we're constantly working on, right? We are my 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 team of people in my business. They call me Chief Longwind because I tend to go on. That's, That's what they hilarious. Call. Isn't that funny? Okay. Yeah. But uh, we're never looking for uh, for gaps in our time, other than how long is this conversation going to go? So with that being said, <laughs> first of all. Um, in our family, I'll just I'll just kick this off, and then anyone here, Sean and Susanna, you guys talk about this as well. In our family, um, we my I, I grew up Jewish, um, and uh, Jordan's mom, who, who I'm no longer married to, but she's also she also grew up Jewish. In my family, though, we celebrated Christmas as well as Hanukkah. So our family tradition was was really a mixed a mixed, a mixed bag. We had we lit a, a menorah and had a Christmas tree. <laughs> we had. Christmas Eve parties and, you know, Christmas Day parties and, um, you know, Hanukkah celebrations as well. So, you know, we, we really had it kind of kind of mixed. Joe, was that a sound about like our experience, your experience enjoying the holidays was kind of all over the place. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it still is. It still is. And so as we as, as we look at the holiday season, it's really less about the holidays that you celebrate and more about the more about the family time together. And, and that's for us, I think, the most important thing. In all of this uh, is that we talk about, you know, the family experiences, the family traditions. Um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, Sean, what was your what was your what was your family tradition, you know, around the end of the year as we kind of wrap up these, this season? You know, it's I, I hadn't even thought this might sound strange. I hadn't thought of the holidays end of the year and what that means with a special needs component at all until uh maybe about two weeks ago uh i don't remember i don't know why but and this might be the reason why there's a lot of these going around now and i don't know if it's because of the pandemic or what but a lot of events where you know you have different um neighborhoods that are really known for having prominent christmas decorations and lights and stuff like that in the san fernando valley here in los angeles there is candy king lane which is right in woodland hills not too far from where my mom lives and we're used to driving through there just you know, randomly long lines of cars, people checking everything out, but they had events this year where you actually buy tickets and they set a designated area that is lavishly decorated. And we did that for the first time because one of the most amazing things about my wife is that she's just, she just wants to make everything the best that she can for everyone else and bring everybody together. Here, 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 let me just shower you with love. So she found that event and we were just like excited, looking forward to it and everything. And we got there, the lines were kind of long and it was moving sort of slow. And Elijah was like, oh, come on, come on, come on. And I was like, I didn't really think about that part. And he was like, oh man. And he's got this thing now where he doesn't say mommy or daddy. He's like, mommy, daddy, like that's one person. Mommy, daddy, they're not moving. They're not moving, it's taking forever. And I got to thinking about other aspects of social interaction and stuff like that for the holidays for the people what does that mean for me growing up it was just the most blessed thing coming from the u.s Virgin islands you know i became very quickly as used to a warm christmas as the idea of traveling and seeing you know a, a, a white one and down there we grew up with you know what we refer to as a, a tart which is essentially if I say a pie, I just feel like I'm butchering it and not doing it justice because it's <laughs> 10 times better than a pie. But we're talking about things that come in flavors like guava, coconut, pineapple, mm -hmm. just, and they're just, you know, and, and they're not bought at a bakery. There's someone or different people in the community that make them. You mm -hmm. go to that person's home after picking up, you know, placing your order and pick them up. And again, you're talking about a small community between all the islands where, you know, People know where you're supposed to be and know how you're supposed to act. And people look out for each other. People in your business too, but it's also a very loving environment and very some and something that's just very, uh, very special. But as far as the special needs component goes, I hadn't even thought of that. And you guys can dictate kind of when we go there. But because she's guest here today and hasn't been here before and is on for the first time, I wanted to talk about, you know, you and Jordan in particular, some of the things that. She wasn't supposed to be able to do the limitations that she, she supposedly had. I'm using sure. air quotes for those of us that are actually watching versus where she is now. And the fact that she is in about to, you know, enjoy this first holiday season as a married woman. Wow. In the, just 
yes. Just talk yeah. about that. Sorry. Yeah. 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 Well, I'll I'll, I'll start, and then I'm just going to hand it to to Joe. I mean, and, and for those who have listened to us talk about this before, you know, in the in, you know when Jordan was 18 months old, we you know our diagnosis. Our, our neurologist had no bedside manner. And I think that that's something I hear often you know, with special needs families is that the, um, you know, the, the directness with how, you know, diagnoses are communicated with lack of emotion and lack of support and lack of, you know, mm -hmm. empathy. Um, you know, we were told all of the things that Jordan wouldn't be able to do, wouldn't, you know, live alone, wouldn't live, you know, without assisted care, wouldn't drive a car, wouldn't have a job, wouldn't graduate high school. All of those things were things that we that we were told. But Joe, why don't you tell us where things are for you now? Let you say it. I don't have to talk about it. <laughs> where, where, um, yeah. Well, I'm graduating high school. Uh, actually, six years ago. Um, I'm driving my car. I've been driving for two years. I got my license in 2018. Um, so I drive myself to and from work. I drive, I have a kid in my back seat and I'm driving with kids in my car, which I wasn't really, I, you know, I never imagined, not alone, let alone driving, but now I have a car seat in my car. Out <laughs> <laughs> of like, like unimaginary or unimaginable. Um, I obviously I'm living on my own. I have my husband. I'm living with my husband. I, um, when I, I moved from, LA across the country to to um, New York by myself. I've been traveling on my own many times before. I don't need assistant living or needing an aid or anything because I'm on my own. I'm independent. Um, I guess I proved everybody that whoever said I couldn't do something, I proved all of them wrong by doing exactly everything that I was told no and told not to do, I'm doing everything that I'm able to do. It's great. And, and you have, and you have family and your mom is up in the, in the area, but you were not living with your mom. You're living on no, your own. I, in your own I had my own apartment. I was yeah. on my own. I had my own apartment. I've been living on my own since 19. And then yeah. when I met my husband, I moved him into my apartment two months after we met. But I've always been on my own before that anyway. So me having, I've always had roommates, but me having my boyfriend, husband at that time was a really, really special treat. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> I love that. Susanna, as you're dealing with stuff, and we'll, we'll come back to you, Joe, in a second, but, but Susanna, just on the, on the uh, sort of the holiday traditions and, 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 what, and today being one of these crazy days, um, what's happening in, in, in your world and what are the kinds of things that you and Zoe, uh, you in Arizona, you know, do during the end of the year, holiday celebrations and. Yeah. Um, and firstly, Joe, you know, I can talk to you all day long because you are just a constant source of inspiration for me. I've told you this before in terms of me being the mother of a daughter who is 14 and just not really having any, I know we all have different challenges right? We've all been told, you know, this whole list of nevers, never do this, never do that, never do, right? Um, so anyway, I just want to acknowledge that I'm so grateful to be talking to you because, um, you know, it makes me feel like, okay, so I wonder what is, you know, what what is possible for, for, yeah. for my daughter, who is now 14. I, I still can't imagine her driving, but yeah. when she was three, I couldn't even imagine her doing what she's doing now at all. So right. anyway, I just wanted to sort of that. bless this moment because yeah. I'm I'm so grateful, Joe, and thank you for being a you know unofficial big sister to You're my welcome. my little Arizona. Well, to them, yeah. Off, um, off of that, um, you're welcome. By the way, it's a pleasure. Um, there is always a light at the end of the tunnel, even though you think you are good, there, it's never gonna get there. There's always a light at the end of the tunnel, and a little bit more about me, like I work with kids and I'm working at the Y and I've been doing that for two years, but I've always worked with kids my whole life. And me never feeling like I'm, a, I feel like I'm always never like a perfect, like, like a great person or I feel like I'm never gonna get great teacher. 
I know I'm making a difference with all those kids that I've been around my whole life from since I was in 10th grade to now I've been around kids and I know what I, and I've seen the difference and I know I made an impact in their lives. So your daughter is 14 and there is a light at the end of the tunnel. And I didn't think I was going to be a good driver. I don't think anyone did. <laughs> and I am, I'm did you, did you learn from your dad though? Did you learn that your driving skills? Well, <laughs> we did early on. We did early on. We tried early on when she when, she, when she was driving age, and uh, yeah, I think that's when my gray hairs began. Um, it was uh, challenging in the early days, uh, but uh, but no, ultimately she did not. Ultimately she. Uh, my she, mom's boyfriend actually. My mom's boyfriend actually helped. Um, just because it, it helped without being with my mom or dad because it was very stressful with both of them. And I didn't feel like they were, I don't want to say they didn't let me, you weren't like letting me do it, but I felt like they were just more nervous or anything. And I just felt like that didn't really help me. What, what do you mean? Well, okay, so. <laughs> I know, I'm kidding. Of course. Was just, it was I'm very kidding. stressful. I guess, it was stressful. It was very stressful. <laughs> and he was like, no. like Okay, all right, don't talk. Um, yeah. I'm just kidding. All, the, all of the truths are going to come out, you guys. In the winding road. Well, that's what I do every day when I go to work now. Is I could do those roads, but it was very challenging at one it's, point. Uh, just to be fair, it's a lot easier driving in the, country, in the countryside, you know, upstate New York, as opposed to in Los Angeles, where it's almost impossible to find quiet places to drive and, and yeah, learn. But not quiet up here either. Yeah, well, all right. Suzanne, I just recommend maybe letting somebody else teach Arizona how to, how to do it. <laughs> I think, you know what, I'm I'm just even wondering in a couple of years, will there, there be like just self-driving cars everywhere? Mm. Possible. Perhaps she doesn't need to. I, I mean, that's I think, interesting. who knows? That interesting. Maybe, maybe by the time that she will be ready sort of like uh, emotionally, psychologically to be on her own, to go from one place um, to the next, it could be maybe when she's 20. I don't yeah. know, I have no idea. There's that no would be movement. amazing. Yeah, right. Would that, would that be great for right. people who are in technology to think that this is a, a, ma a massive benefit to families with special needs, family members, that yes. if self-driving cars could could escort, you know, our children to places that they need to be, um, what, mm. what an amazing advancement that would be. It would be fantastic. Yeah, I, I think it's on the horizon and, you know, they're probably so many other things to consider too, but um, you know, anyway, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see what, we don't know. We just right. don't know. Right. right. Yeah. yeah. No, we don't. That so. kind of leads into the other thing too is just generally speaking, Brian was asking, you know, kind of what the holidays are like and, you know, just in terms of remove special needs. And we, we one thing that the show has caused us to do is look at, you know, is there even really such a thing as special needs? The needs aren't special or different. They're the same needs. They're everybody having the same needs, but our, our children or people with a supposed disability or diagnosis simply have more of the same needs. And this year has really, you know, each year, you, you know, you, you end in December, you get ready to plan for the next year, maybe a little bit of hoping more people, but most people do more hoping than actual planning, which means little action is taken. But this year has gotten me to think about the coming year unlike any other before. So mm -hmm. you just mentioned in terms of a, like, whether it's self-driving cars or whatever the case is, you're just thinking ahead with a different set of eyes and even the way in which you look upon the day mm -hmm. is with a different set of eyes. It's just nothing that you take for granted, you know, yeah. because the world is, the world has changed. Um, you know, as we know it for good, you know, when they talk about getting back to normal, those, those words back to normal are redefined as well, because it's not going to go back to the normal that we know. For sure. Yeah. For you sure. Know, yes. Other way, actually, uh, like me thinking about our conversation today, I was actually thinking about, about having like the word special needs and what that actually is. And I keep thinking to myself, like, I don't have special needs. I'm not a special need child. I had my different, my, my difficulties growing up. I've had my struggles, but I don't really 
feel like we're all in this category of special needs. We all are different and we all are uniquely challenged in our own unique way. But I mm -hmm. don't believe I have special needs. I have a learning disability, meaning I learn differently. And I've been in special ed for my own thing. But we're all, we were all like my classmates and I were all in special ed for our own struggles or in our own personal development. But I was not categorized as I was a special needed child who needed special ed. I was uniquely challenged in my own unique way that I needed extra help. Tell me, Jordan, over. Did you, Thanks, everybody. Did you, did you, <laughs> yeah. did you yeah. feel that way Holy cow. at the time? And, and here's where wisdom comes into because, Brian, if you know, you and I talked about how there's someone we know that has a very popular show that ha has been ending their show with a very powerful question, which I would try to close out on, you know, and ask people, which is, you know, what do you believe in now? What is a, or what is their name one strong belief or opinion that you had? um that has now changed and one for me was just it's just about perspective i remember jordan and i had that conversation i think maybe five or six years ago because when we were doing our our events um for financial literacy for special need for the special needs community jordan mentioned well you know some of my friends are going to come in i don't know if, if they might feel put off by that label and my thought was at the time well i, I don't know how else we and this is unfortunate i think it's accurate but unfortunate, which is as we're reaching out to other families to let them know about these events that help them with financial education opportunity and services, if you don't market it with those words, will they know that it is in fact for them? And while that might be true, to Jordan's point again, which is that the needs aren't special, the amount of the needs may be different, and it's just like how information is received. I mean, at the end of the day, there are severe challenges, there are moderate ones. And, you know, um, we don't consider someone that likes one flavor of food more, more or less special than someone that likes the other. The language just might have to be different in terms of how something is explained. And we run the risk of um, uh, not seeing somebody's value when we get stuck on that limitation, even though society says that we need to use it so people understand you know, who it is that we're talking to. But, um, and I don't know that I had that again before this portion of our journey because the journey is completely changed. And between the, the show, our events and the holidays and everything that's transpired in the past year, you know, um, I, I just see those things, those things differently. And like I said, I'm hearing her say it for the second time, but it's just completely different. I don't know, Susanna, you, you look like you were going to say well, something. Well, I mean, I'm also not long-winded. <laughs> <laughs> I always have so much to say. No, no, no. I think it's just so beautiful because, yes, we all have needs. We all have special needs and then we in that we all have our own unique needs. It's actually something that I had to take a pause in terms of, um, you know, my my title, my business, which is Life Coach for special needs families. Now that sort of um, description and moniker might turn some families off. And so I had to, ex I've had to explain to a lot of different families, like what does that necessarily mean? Because it could be any sort of anything extra that you're just dealing with as a family. To me, yeah. that is, and, and here I come from, you know, the situation with my experience in raising my child who has a disability. She has a lot of diagnoses, but to be honest, I mean, Joe, you probably have had this experience too, where a lot of the diagnoses just allow for the eligibility to get her particular services in school, for mm -hmm. example, or through the regional center or through insurance or uh, however it needs to look. It just the labels count. So, um, so we have to ride the wave of that sometimes too. But for me, honestly, to just have Jordan articulate what she just articulated as her parent, I mean, you know, I'm not going to, you know, get all leaky eyed as we talk about a lot. But <laughs> I mean, that's, 
I look, I'm sitting like for those who aren't seeing it, it's like I'm squirming in, squirming in my seat because it's sort of like that's mm. as a parent, you, you want to have your children have this self, you know, realization and you they want you want your children to be, you know, self driven. And, and, and the fact that Jordan acknowledges that she had some learning disabilities, learning difficulties when she was when she was younger that she doesn't see herself in that way. And in fact, it doesn't want to be labeled as we've talked about in a particular way. And I think that that's so empowering for her, but it's also empowering for those families who, are, who have younger children who are thinking, oh my gosh, you know, what's, is my child going to be independent, live, you know, live independently? Will my child get to that sort of self-actualization point. And obviously along the spectrum, everybody's going to be a little different, but I will tell you, Jordan, I mean, I'm, I'm so proud of what you've done and, and what you've accomplished and your just your continuous growth for me as a dad. It's like, I, I can, I'm, I, I have two others that I have to, that I'm still dealing with too, but, <laughs> but as far as Joe's concerned, I, you know, I feel like, I feel like we as, as a family and, and parents and the, the parental structure, we've done a really good job at, supporting that supporting that growth so proud and so right and so isn't it so amazing that what we're seeing with joe and and our children um also elijah and arizona i mean even you know on different levels but just little bits of self-advocacy right just sort of understanding what my needs are what are my unmet needs being able to express in different forms that to me sign me up all day to mm-hmm. continue to be your biggest cheerleader because don't we all strive for that even now as adults yeah mm-hmm. for sure definitely. Yeah. Yeah, definitely so it's it's beautiful well even uh thank you and um even as like having a learning disability having the extra support of like the rehabilitation center and seeking out for extra help it isn't all like a net. I don't look, I don't want to look at it as like a negative thing. I want to look like this is more assistance for me to be able to grow and for me to be able to get the help and support that I need to move forward and to grow up and to grow more of a person. And then look at it as a negative way as, oh, this is more help that I need. Oh, this is more of defining my learning disability or my special needs. But I try to look at it as a more neg- a positive way of, look, this is more support that I'm seeking for myself as a person to be able to grow and being like, look, I took the help. I got the help I needed and look where I am now because I look for that help. Instead of looking at it as, oh, I'm more of a handicapped person. I'm looking for, I got the tools I need and now I'm an adult and now I'm married and I got it because I got the help and I had reached out my hand and said, grab it and help me help me guide me to where i needed to be jordan let me let me let me ask you this because your dad and i are the the seniors here (laughs) and so i'm whether it's the virgin islands or los angeles i'm sure that he would agree in our day and age anything that was quote unquote special was you know frowned upon like i never had a diagnosis but when i was physically in a classroom I was never mentally there. So I had a bunch of tutors and people trying to figure stuff out and everything. And I was this enigma because they'd hold it, you know, they'd be like, if you have a conversation with the kid, he seems as bright as anybody else, but why is he not quote unquote there? I put my parents through the ringer in that regard. And at one point, you know, and I even, you know, truth be told, I repeated fourth grade. And when that happened, or there's anything special, you know, people joke about the short bus, whatever have you, there's a stigma that goes along with that. So I'm curious for your generation, the way you're talking so openly right now about, look, I'm glad for the help, bring it on, bring it on. In our generation, and I'm sure, like I said, your dad would agree, you wouldn't be like, no, 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 you can bring it on, but don't let anybody know. Let's come help me in private, nice and quiet, not anybody know. How did you avoid that? And then was was it like that? Was there the same stigma when you were growing up? So I'm gonna just go back. I'm gonna so I'm gonna answer that, but I'm gonna go back to when I grow up, and then I'll respond to how I am now. Growing up, I was hush hush. It was all hush hush. Oh, I'm in special ed, but I was bullied. I was heavenly bullied because I was in special ed. I was heavenly labeled as a excuse my friend, retarded person or a mentally mm-hmm. retarded yeah. person. Oh, I'm mentally unstable. So I can't, 
I have to have the extra help. But so I was all hush hush. I was so embarrassed having that, having him be in special ed. When I needed a tutor, I was so embarrassed having a tutor. I didn't tell anybody. Right. Now I am that person to be like, let me advocate for you. You don't mm. want that help. Let me secretly help you. I'm not mm. going to tell your friends, but let me help you. Let me tutor you. If you need help, just come up and tell me and we'll do it together. And nobody will know. That's because I know you're embarrassed, but I'm not going to embarrass you. Right. You need a I'll be your helping hand, but I won't embarrass you. If you're embarrassed, I get it. It's an embarrassing thing, but you shouldn't be embarrassed of it. And right. I mean, I see the younger generation. I have, I am around a 13 year old boy who's not my brother and he needs help. And I am happy to be like, here's my hand. I helped a four, last year, I helped a fourth grader beginning to read. By the end of the year, he didn't need my help anymore at school. He was like, oh, no, I got it. Right. In the very right. beginning, I was with him every day after school, helping him with homework. And then at the very end, he didn't need it. It, it It's funny because you bring up a point that I, that I as a parent, um, always wonder, right? The difference, and, and again, for special needs parents, the whole point, Sean, I think you're making this point, and, and, and Suzanne, you can chime in here as well. But, you know, we feel like the magnifying scope the, the magnifying glasses on us as parents as well. We're also sensitive to it as well. I used to think, is is this, because I remember when Jordan had an aide in, you know, in, in high school and she was like, oh, I don't want to talk to the aide. I don't want the aide around. I don't want the aide following me down the hall. I don't want to be seen, right? And that was at, at 16 years old. And so you think, is this a, is this just normal 16 year old behavior or mm. is this heightened because of, special needs issues right we is blur this, the line a lot it's it's right oh. that's a question that we always that always comes into play is this teenage and i struggled with that too as jordan was my oldest and i'm sure with, with arizona being, being the only child like is this is this normal teenage girl behavior or is this heightened by this ultra sensitivity yeah so, I, so that's a go ahead go ahead sorry i, I was going to respond to that um so <laughs> it is a normal yes if you are a normal high school student and you struggle and you have a hard time and you make mistakes and yes, but I think there's also a flaw in the school districts because mm. they don't know how to handle kids who have heightened behavioral, I don't want to say behavioral issues because that's not, that's not what it is. I think they just don't know how to handle students who are, who are developmentally, we're all different. Again, we're all unique, but I, I think that there's a flaw definitely in the school districts that they don't, they need, they are like, well, we're just gonna give you an aid just because we think that you need it when they may be perfectly fine, but they're just like, they, we don't wanna handle it. We want, yeah. we want you to handle it. We're gonna give you an aid just because we don't know, we don't wanna deal with it or we don't, we just, we already have too many students. We just want this one student to be fine. And, and not really thinking about the stigma that may come with that for the child, right? Right. Yes. And then okay. on the flip side, too, in terms of the parental experience, there is also this real thing that if you do not receive accommodations, it's very difficult for you to then go back and ask for additional accommodations. It's kind of mm -hmm. like, well, if you don't think you need that, then you probably don't need this, 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 and this either. It's all just a matter of every day, you yourself as, as the child, as the student advocating for yourself, but also your parents in the background saying, okay, but how do we then, how does this work? We don't know either. It's just, it's a constant puzzle and we're putting the pieces together. And I, I would offer to say that it can change every year. And I know Joe, you had, um, an experience with multiple schools throughout your life too, right? I have, yeah. And, and how was that? I mean, I'm, I can imagine that no. didn't necessarily make things smoother. It didn't. It helped. It, it didn't. It going from school to school at a very, very young age, like kindergarten, and going to you know, like twelve different schools till I was at least eighteen. It was very difficult and the bullying got worse and me trying to fit in got worse and 
the school districts were not, it was the same school district. And so I was still dealing with what I was dealing with before, which was I didn't get the help I needed. And I felt like everybody was talking for me and I couldn't advocate for myself. And when my mom and my dad were trying to help me out as a kid, I felt like I was just being spoken for. And yeah. it was a very difficult because I felt like I wanted to be able to advocate for myself and be able to show off my work in the meetings. And when I did have an, I have an IEP, I had an IEP. And being an I, having an IEP was also a very difficult thing because I felt like everybody was making decisions for me when I felt like, let me tell you what I think I need. Let me advocate for myself. Don't please, don't put me into different classes and different schools because you think this is what is gonna help me. This is what I'm gonna need. Because in fact, it's not gonna help me. It's just gonna make my learning more difficult or being in more classes, which is gonna be more hard for me. And sometimes it's just because it's easier for the school. Right. For yeah. sure. It's like it's easier for the school to handle this particular child. So we're going to just go ahead and put them over there in that category or whatever. For sure. Yeah. And, and listen, you you know, there's a there's a there's a fine line right between providing your child with a support that you think they need to in order to be successful and then over, you know, being overly protective and I don't know if we shared this when we were having our sort of preliminary conversations, but you know, we've had some traumatic, we've had some traumatic experiences as well with Jordan. Again, this whole concept of allowing your child to self-advocate and, and it, at the end of the day, I think for every parent, they want their child to be able to fit in and feel like they're part of a community. Um, but you know, we had an experience when Jordan was a freshman in high school where she was in a you know mainstream school, but with in a very large high school in Los Angeles, with uh, you know, and she had and this is where she well, this is where she got an aid after an incident. But she had she had friends that she was that she was fitting in with, um, and one of the one of the one of the gals that she was friends with, you know, Jordan became very closely aligned. <laughs> she has noise in the background, so she's stepping away for a second, which is probably good as I have this conversation. Um, and, and Jordan was doing what Jordan does. You can see Jordan is, she's, she's, she's such an amazing being. She's so loving and so wants to be a part of something. And so she was having a conversation with a, with a, with a group of boys, um, that she knew that one of her girlfriends liked, right? This is typical high school behavior, right? Oh, this girl likes this boy and this boy likes this girl. And so she said to one of these boys, you, know, you should really, you know, you should, you should go out with this, the girlfriend. Well, the girlfriend got upset because Jordan was, was, she thought interfering in her, in her business. And the girl was working in a, in a, in a library at, at school and uh, Jordan was there and the girl uh, yanked Jordan into the back storage room, shut the door so nobody could get in and pulled out a knife and slashed her across the top of her arm. Um, you're going to show your, <laughs> for those who wow. can see, there's wow. a scar there for those who are, who can see this on podcast. And that's just, that was nine years ago. Um, it was such a traumatic experience, and and I think, you know, again, part of part of the issue is, as parents, what we what we looked at was uh, our fear was that was that Jordan wasn't gonna wasn't gonna know that she was in a in a dangerous situation until it was too late, right? Until right. it was in the middle of it, and this was an example of uh, of that. And by the way, this girl completely freaked out when it happened, and and had you know, it's one of those like a, a moment of rage and. And this happened, and and uh, it, and luckily it was on the top. This is a terrible thing. So luckily it was on the top of the arm. Never want your child to be in danger, to be slashed with a knife. Um, had it been on the other underside of her arm, she would have bled out. Like it, it could have been, it could have been much more, much more serious. And we as parents were so, you know, grateful that it wasn't as. Um, It's yeah, okay, I mean, man. These are it's big, right. big, big. These feelings. are big things, and we we talk about yeah. the struggle to achieve balance between. You got to stop that. <laughs> yeah. Um, the balance between striking a balance between allowing your kid to catch fish on their own, right, and teaching them to catch fish. 
and that's again that's something yeah. that applies to um to any parent special needs or not but again that's where the line gets blurred where you're like you know you go back and forth between my child is going to be independent i'm i'm going to let them sit in a diaper and figure out how to change it and cook a meal versus I'm going to tie their shoe. I'm going to finish their sentences and think for them. I don't want to take out anybody that comes anywhere near them. That's the part that's just like the big fight. You don't ever get over it. And then, so, so then you're like, how much am I enabling? How much am I helping? You know, yes. it, and that's the yeah. part that that's just, right. that's just real stuff. You know? Yes. And as a daughter and as the kid, I saw the struggle on the constant struggle of my mom and dad. I could see them both being like, I want to help you, but I want to give you independence. I want to help you. I want to give you independence. And seeing how my mom was trying to speak for me because she wanted to make sure I was safe, but she was trying to give me that independence. And I slipped many times. So I, I, and I, and that's why it gives Mike so much praise and so much gratefulness and thankfulness to my family and to my parents as that special needs daughter and as a special needs child to be like thank you for doing this because i could see the struggle and i've been with the challenges because i've been there with you throughout everything because i am the reason so as a 25 year old i wanted to say thank you dad and saying oh, and i okay. thank you and i'm like okay. grateful for you. <laughs> Because, like, I, I've been there. I've been Cameras there. Off. Cameras off. <laughs> I've been through the struggle, and I've been through the challenges, and I've seen the constant struggle in your mind being like, I wanted to help you, but then, like, you lost the trust. But I wanted to help you, but then I, I still feel like you need a little bit more. And it's just that constant back and forth. And so, look who I get. Like, as, like, the outside yeah. of it, I'm here, and this is this is the outcome of everything that happened. I'm here. Yes, <laughs> yes, right. you are in all your magnificent <laughs> glory, and I think that it is just it is an ongoing parallel journey for all of us to find our true selves and to find our true voice, who we mm -hmm. are at our you know intrinsic core our children, us, I believe that I, I, you know, listen, I only have one child and she is neurodiverse. Um, and I feel like it, there's a reason why she chose me to be right. her mother so that I would have this opportunity to seek out deeper meaning to my own life. Um, and the learnings around why are we here, Brian and Sean? Why are we here? <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. so yeah. it is a gift. I just want to say we usually yeah. do this towards the end, but listening to both of you, meaning Susanna and, and, and Jordan, obviously you two as well, Brian, but they're not with us every day. Um, I'm just so thankful for the platform that we have and what we've created here and the people that support us. Um, like, you know, Robert, who's on, you know, every week from the Virgin Islands, Alex Philstein is tuning in for the first time from Canada. Um, because people that are watching are us and we are them. And any other environment, if we were on a show show, I would be, you know, trying to figure out, oh my gosh, how is this going to work? Because my son is supposed to be on due to his autism and the fact that he produces, you know, less melatonin or whatnot he's got a rock star sleeping schedule went to bed at five o'clock this morning is he going to be on is he gonna and so to be able to sit here and have him walk in if he does now if he's up if he's not or whatever that ah this, you can't put you can't put a price on that for us to be able to do that and again that's what you know to be here and be able to do this and um and know that somebody out there can get that you know, from us, we're like, you know, it, it, it's okay. Don't make it any more special than it is, but don't let anybody sell you short. Um, I'm just thankful for all of, for all of this and, and, and everybody that tunes in. I, I think that's the, that's the point of us doing this show today, right? I think when you wind down the end of the year and take a breath and think about what, you know, what's transpired over the last year and, you know, it's always a good chance to reflect um, and then think about what you want to 
deliver and create for the the year to come. I'm I'm grateful for this as well, and and uh, and to our partnership on this, Sean, and 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 expanding that partnership and and our village with you, Susanna, and you know what an amazing opportunity to be able to share this with you know with my daughter and for everybody to see we talk about this as we go through these as we as parents go through the challenges that that all parents deal with and, and yet you know we don't know what the future is going to hold we don't know what we're going to encounter and so we try to help our kids be the best you know the best versions of themselves they possibly can and and hopefully in turn we become the best versions of ourselves and you know as we get as we get older our our we want to contribute to the world in any way that, that we can. And this is just one of the opportunities that we have to, to share with, with, with people, some of the magic. I mean, geez, you guys, look at what I, look at what I get, by the way, on a daily basis, I get to have yeah. communication with Snow White over here. Can yeah. I tell that story really fast? <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. I was going to say, please yes, do, please. Please, yes, do. Yes, please, please do, please do, please do. So <laughs> this is really short. This is really short. Just the impact that people, <laughs> the impact that people can have, by the way, anybody who's listening or anybody who's, who's, who's watching us, like you, you don't know the impact that you can have on others in the world. And so, so if you have a thought and, it's, and, it, and it could make a difference in somebody's life, please share it. Um, we were at Disneyland when Jordan was very young. Uh, she was probably three or four years old. I don't even know. And, you, and for those who can't see her on, 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 the, on the screen, you know, she's jet black hair, this, you know, very white, very pale white skin, beautiful blue eyes, and these ruby red lips. That that's a natural color. That's great. <laughs> that's my yeah, my neck. And 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 we uh, <laughs> we were walking in Disneyland. We were walking through Disneyland, and all the characters who dress up as the various Disney characters, um, which all the kids love to see. Uh, but Snow White actually walked towards us and made a an exaggerated stop to look at Jordan, stopped and, and with her big eyes and grabbed her hands and said, "Oh my gosh." I look like you. Yeah. And it was such an impactful thing because we thought, oh my God, Jordan, you look like Snow White. But Snow White was like, no, I look like you. I, the princess, mm -hmm. look like you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And for years, we called Jordan, Jordan Snow White. And again, I don't have any passwords that are this anymore, but my password that used to be Snow White <laughs> because it was so impactful for us. But, but for Jordan, she always... I just say let let you tell let you tell your like that was impactful for you yeah no yeah for sure like that was always that was, that was my uh, password too before that was always that's <laughs> my favorite princess today um but I look at pictures today from when I was little and I'm like I had little short black hair at that time <laughs> I had my freckles my blue eyes and my lips and I I did I I look I look like her such and an what impact. does that mean for you. Because yeah. I'm thinking of what you were saying, Brian, we're like, because, you know, sometimes we think of doing something. And it's funny. These types of conversations have made me as conscious as I think I am and try to be. I, I've increased that. If I have half a passing thought to say or do anything remotely positive to anybody, I was like, I need to act on that right now in the middle of that moment because you have no idea. Jordan, what did that mean for you for somebody to just say that? Well, it blue. for sure like changed my like my perspective on life and being like I have beauty inside and out and it's my true beauty and I it just it meant like the world to me because I'm like I am beautiful inside and out and I guess I don't know I'm just <laughs> I love myself and I and I and I always have and I I mean I struggled. But I've, I've always loved myself, and I don't need to change myself for anybody. And I just, I love myself, and I feel beautiful no matter what. That is everything. I mean, that Dad. Is what else? Right? What Job else do you need as a parent, right? Well, I mean, I'm married. I'm happily married. I'm about to go into that. Um, I found someone who loves me for me and who, who accepts me for who I am without judgment and who... You know, I I finally found my true person and my true my true prince because he he doesn't make me want to change for anybody else. And mm -hmm. you know, we have our ups and downs, but he accepts me for my he gone he's been through thick and thin, and he loves me no matter what. 
and I don't mm -hmm. have to change myself just to make him happy. And I don't have to please my make please him just to make me feel good about myself. I feel right. good about myself no matter what. And because of that, I found somebody who mirrors that. We, and that is what we, that's what we hope for. And, and especially, honestly, like just in terms of being the mother of a daughter, the empowerment um, that we can, you know, spread to mm -hmm. other young girls. I mean, it's it's such a necessity. Here's what that says. Yeah. Here's what that here's what that says to someone who's not in the room at all. His dad, or whatever, I don't know if his dad raised them or if there's a different father figure or whoever, but just as a girl learns what to expect from a man mm. when she becomes a woman, based upon the example that her father shows her, again, where the responsibility comes in. So too does a man learn how to treat a woman based on the example that his father has given him. And his has got to have given him, you know, um, you know, a, a good example to go by in that regard. You know, I, I, I'm blessed to have that from, uh, you know, from my dad. And then and we can have a whole another show on that, but that's things that are missing within society, which is what's responsible for um, our gender having the struggles that they do. And that's, that's not even special needs. That's just human needs. So right. for him to do that is the, that's fantastic. So you make sure that you tell your father-in-law that we said that. And, yes. and as a father, I couldn't ask for anything better, right? Not only is he an amazing, an amazing young man, his family, they are yeah. truly, yeah. truly yeah. amazing. Yeah. You can't ask for so, a better So loving. It's really, it's really incredible. And, and again, that's what we, that's what we hope for as we, walk down the aisle and we hand our, <laughs> our daughter's hand to to the man of her dreams, right? That we hope that that they'll honor her and take care of her the way that uh, we've always envisioned. And and we we have that with with Suelkin. His name is Suelkin. He's a lovely, lovely man. And I'm um, and I'm and I think her mom and I yeah. all feel blessed and honored. Excellent. Excellent. This is a good show man. I've lost about probably a pound in all of my <laughs> shedding my tears today um oh, the tear, it's pride. tears of truth tears of truth truth and yeah. pride right yeah. you're uh, a little yeah. more contagious today than usual with those tears too so <laughs> you guys almost got me well joe almost got me i was like we all can't and i have mascara so then it would really be obvious you know <laughs> there's one more thing i wanted to bounce off before we close is that I was thanking my dad I think it was my birthday and my mom and I was saying thank you for giving me a purpose a life because there was a purpose that I had to fulfill because that you gave me the life and that purpose that I fulfill I am fulfilling it because I am impacting the kids life that I I encounter every single day of my life fantastic, fantastic. or anybody in that sense yeah. Fantastic. Wow. Stop it. Brian, while, Brian, while you, while, while you cry. Yeah. <laughs> um, real. Susanna, if you can share with some of our families, just as a life coach for special needs families, three quick points that families can kind of, um, uh, action points that families can put into play to get ready for 2021, depending on what it is they want to accomplish, other than the following, which is, let's not think about just surviving through 2021, but thriving. Yeah. Yes, Three quick thriving, points. Thriving. Three quick points. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, well, I would say um, number one is to have a time as a family um, in whatever way that you best communicate to sort of sit down and go around and say like what your intentions, intentions are for the new year. That could be just a word, a feeling just an intention of how do you want the new year to start? Don't look at the entire new year yet because that's too mm -hmm. overwhelming. Just like, how right. do we want the new year to start? Let's start with January. Um, I would also say like, just really make it a priority for the family togetherness and the family uh, uh, relationship to be number one because there are so many things happening right now with remote schooling and remote this and this, all things that are new normals for us now. And we're stressing out so much about these new things that are not always going to be, right? So there a lot of things are actually quite temporary right now. So I would say focus on the thriving relationship that you can have with your child. If it means taking a day off of school, if it means whatever it means at all costs, that should be number one. Mm -hmm. 
So that's two points. And then the, num the third point I would say is that for each person to really understand and know like what is my joy and to really be able to tap into that on a daily basis. And it could be different every single day, right? We could wake up one morning, Joe, and you're like, you know what? Today, my joy is gonna be going out and making, you know, snow angels in the yard, you know, with my nephew or whatever it is, right? So what is your joy today? And then I think that if each person in the family can tap into what brings them joy and to really make that just sort of like, let's let's talk about what, what brought us joy today. Like at the dinner table, what are we grateful for? Just so many things in terms of like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, we we need to just constantly give ourselves affirmations um, and, yeah. uh, and, and not try to bite off the whole year ahead of us. Like, well, I wanna do 17 things. It's yeah. too much. Let's just focus on a few. I think it's great advice. But yes. Thriving, not just surviving, for sure. All day. Excellent. I knew we're, we're getting close to the end of our time. I, 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 for the first time, I actually have it up the screen up. I can, re I can read comments. <laughs> and I love Robert's comment. Like, we need two-hour shows. We're not, <laughs> one-hour show is not enough. We always get to the end, and we're like, oh, my gosh, is the hour over? We can... I'm not, I think that's what I love most about this is the energy that I get and the and the the feeling of connectedness that I get and the feeling of family that I get out of doing these having these conversations. But I think these are and I joke about it because Sean and I we have these conversations all the time. It's why we started doing this podcast, you know, just two dads because we like we have these conversations of connectedness and relatedness and family, even though we're not family. I feel like we're, you know, yeah, we, we easily fit into each other's family. <laughs> yeah, without a doubt. Like almost sometimes more family than our blood families to some degree, right? Mm -hmm. I love yeah. doing this show and it's all about empathy and love. You guys can see, I mean, I am so blessed as a parent, um, this, this beautiful being uh, and work that she's doing in the world. And um, her siblings are phenomenal, phenomenal, people as well. And, you know, again, I, I feel like I've done a, a, a decent job as, you know, as, as, as a parent, I have parent parental partners, so I don't do this all on my own. Um, and so I'm grateful for their support. I'm grateful for, um, for so many things, but for Jordan to have this life she has, I'm, I'm, I'm grateful to, you know, to, to, to God and, and those who have a watchful eye over what it is that we're doing. I'm grateful for all of you, Sean. I'm grateful for you and this partnership. Susanna, I love you dearly. Like this. I love having you in partnership with us as well. And um, sorry we didn't get a chance to spend time with your children because I know the pride I feel for being on with Jordan. But I know we're going to get a chance to do that again soon. And as we sort of wrap up the year, uh, we're going to have another show here before the end of the year. But, but you know, as we wrap up, I uh, just wanted to, to thank you and tell you all I feel blessed and share empathy and love with everybody as much as we possibly can. That's, that's the word he says. Most definitely, most definitely. So grateful. Mm -hmm. uh, closing us out, I want to, uh, before I get into the things I usually close with, uh, there's an even deeper level of gratitude because um, beginning next Monday, uh, we will also be heard on WSDX uh, radio, um, which as I say that out loud, it's kind of it's kind of surreal because that's one of the radio stations that I grew up with in the U.S. Virgin Islands. And to be able to, be able to go home and uh take brian along for the ride is just uh yeah uh it's it's immeasurable um and uh want to thank um robert morehead for his his support his encouragement and uh and everything and um you know um thank everyone that listens know that um you can follow us on instagram i am uh, i am sean francis at instagram Brian is uh, Brian Altuna on Instagram. Susanna is a, I believe, a Mama Peace. Mama Peace. At, Mama Peace at Instagram. Mama Peace. And then we are also on our YouTube page, um, where you can find episodes of the show there, as well as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and about I think three or four other outlets that I am not even familiar with, but deeply thankful for. And so, the very last thing before we go is just know that somebody someplace needs to know that you care. Somebody someplace mm. needs to know that they matter. Somebody someplace needs to know that they are heard. That is what we all need. 
I don't care how much you make. I don't care how much you earn. I don't care how much you give. That is what everybody needs. That's what everybody is about. That's what everything is about. And that's what it is that's going to save us. If we look at the, the children around us, they have the answer to everything. We come into this world closer to perfect than we realize. So we must retain that innocence and remain childlike. Avoid becoming childish and save each other and the world. I love each and every one of you. Susanna and Joe, thank you, Sean, for doing that. But Susanna and Joe, you guys want to say something really quick before we sign off? We're getting close just to the end. But. So grateful. So grateful. And and many more to come. Cannot wait. Absolutely. Yes. Joe, sign I'm us grateful. off. <laughs> grateful for everything. Thank you for having me on. Thank you guys for listening to like, my story and where I came from and where I am now. Um, Thank you guys for having me. Yes. Oh, and then thank you, thank thank you to, to the women in my in my life, my amazing wife Laura and my mom Jan. Thank you so much. And Sean Hall for producing our show for us on a regular basis. Thank Yay. you, Sean. And I know Robert I forgot and... something for producing our show from <laughs> Hawaii and putting in in the, the the chat on Facebook everything about our upcoming adventure. Thank you so so very yeah. much, Sean. Thank you, everyone. We're excited. Thank you, everybody. Right. Love you. Happy holidays. Happy New Year. Happy Great New Year. To see you all.